Welcome, my friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy in studio again with us. Good to have you here with us, Bill. Hey, Kevin. Hey, you know, just we just finished the election. Uh huh. Well, I'm, you know the good I'm, news. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling really, really. Well, I'm just feeling, well. You're just feeling. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm. I'm 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 feeling pretty good because the good news is that Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's right, and all things are working according to the counsel of His will. And well, but we also need to understand the times, and these are tough times for liberty and banner years for big government socialism. Oh, no! It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you sit on politically. Uh, we've seen that our people in this nation have voted big government instead of big God. That's right. Big government versus big God. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's a good way to distinguish. The pink wave, uh, as we've said before, big time South America uh, come across it like a tsunami. The whole continent has shifted to socialism with the exception of, I think it's Ecuador and Paraguay. <laughs> okay, so that's it's like 0.1% of North and South America are holding back from socialism for now. Brazil slipped last week. Chile capitulated in March of this year and Peru in July of last year, Australia tipped over into socialism in July of this year. England's short dalliance with uh, conservative politics ended after, was it 44 days? Liz Truss took yeah. off after that. It was about a 44-day conservative attempt, but uh, that kind of fell apart. Now, all eyes were on America as of, well, this week, this Tuesday, the last bastion for political freedom in the world. Really, I can't think of another place. Some say Hungary. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, America, the last bastion for freedom in the known world. And the survey says, well, it wasn't a, a red wave, sort of a red Dri- ooze. It was a dribble. It was a dribble. The red it, dribble. It was, it was the leaky faucet. Yeah. Drip, that drip. keeps you up at night and, drip, drip. You, and you think, you know, it's just going to shut off. And, and it really didn't. Uh, no. the midterms were clearly underwhelming for the Republicans and devastation for the pro-life cause. And I say devastation for the pro-life cause. Uh, as far as the Republicans are concerned, uh, Vance uh, took the U.S. Senate seat in Ohio, but only by 53-47. Some say, well, yeah, we got Ohio. You already had Ohio. The previous Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman won that seat 58-37 in 2016. So what is that? A 6% slip for the Republicans in Ohio. The Democrat creep is uh, happening right now, my friends. The Republicans lost a U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania. The Democrats have the edge in Georgia. The libertarian Chase Oliver is a homosexual, and he's attacked Walker for his pro-family views. So Oliver's votes are going to the Democrat. So if, if that happens in the runoff election, then Walker loses by a 51.5, 48.5, and Georgia is history, as it was two years ago. I was just in Kentucky um, speaking at the Ark Encounter. By the way, I had somebody come up and, and say they listened to the program and they they were surprised after they heard me speak that I I ever had anything to say. Well, yeah, <laughs> you get a word in that, Joyce. What are you talking about? But in Kentucky, uh-huh. all over the place, there was a proposition to uh, strengthen a pro life move by banning abortion, and it didn't work. And it didn't work in Kentucky. It was a terrible, terrible day for the pro life cause. And yes, Kentucky is in the top twelve best states in America when it comes to pro life. So yes, as far as passing the test. For the pro-life cause in America, the 2022 elections will go down as a day of infamy. Uh, No question about it, my friends. No question about it. The Supreme Court of the United States 
brought uh, Roe v. Wade down, but turned it over to the legislators and to the voters. And the voters expressed the heart of the nation, and that was to turn against abortion or to, to turn against the pro-life cause in America. The heart of the nation was revealed when the Kentucky voters rejected the pro-life amendment, as did Kansas. Remember, Kansas did the yep. same thing. Yep. Uh, Kansas went down 59-41, Kentucky 51-49. Kentucky was a test case for the heart of America. Not good. Montana attempted a born-alive referendum. That didn't even make it by a vote of 52.6 to 47.4. So it was a bloodbath for the pro-life cause in the 2022 elections. This will go down as a day of infamy. The, the heart of America was tested after the reversal of Roe v. Wade after Dobbs. My friends, uh, America is pro-abortion to the very heartland. America is pro-abortion uh, and we've said this many times, America's not repenting at all. Michigan's pro-abortion referendum was enthusiastically received by a vote of 56-44. Even some pro-abort Democrats, you know, were opposed to that. Did you know that? No. There were some pro-abortion Democrats said it just goes too far, includes infanticide, but not not uh, bad enough for the Michigan voters to, to run out into the polls and embrace it by a vote of 56-44. Proposal 3 in Michigan enshrined the right to abortion on demand up to birth, remove parental consent requirements for minors seeking reproductive care, and prevent patients from filing malpractice suits in the case of botched abortions. Reproductive care also included in the language uh, not only a right to abortion, but a right to contraception, sterilization. Gender-confused minors could be subjected to puberty uh, blockers, cross-sex drugs, and surgeries without parental consent or even notice. Okay, that's Proposition 3 in Michigan, uh, sailed through by a vote of 56-44. California was a landslide for killing babies in the 2022 midterms the enthusiasm was just literally unquenchable in california for killing babies this year around 65 35 was the vote for california's state constitutional amendment uh for a person's reproductive freedoms i'm not even sure texas alabama and tennessee would sustain a challenge to their pro-life laws on the referendum ballot no. that's where i am today I, I just think you run that thing in texas you're going to see something like what you saw in kentucky happening in texas as well yeah Americans are committed to killing babies. That's just where they are right now. And that, that's amazing in light of we keep hearing that the younger generation is getting, becoming more and more pro-life and more and more proactively pro-life. But you don't see that reflected in the votes. You Not in these referendums. No, you don't Not see in that reflected in, in, in the local initiatives. And so I, I'm beginning to doubt that. I just finished a, a book on Gen Z and marking the precipitous drop in those who claim to be born-again Christians as of 2006. You've talked about this on the program many times, how that we are bleeding people out of the church. And so it means that uh, we need to double down on the gospel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk more about the underwhelming Republican dribble that occurred in the 2022 midterms next on Generation. Stay with me, my friends. Stay with me. What happens when a culture that was established and guided by biblical principles abandons the faith and seeks to live by its own wisdom? In his latest groundbreaking work, Epic, the Rise and Fall of the West, Kevin Swanson unfolds the dramatic history of Western civilization, highlighting the phenomenal impact that Jesus Christ and His people have had upon the thought, 
culture, and institutions of the Christian West, as well as tracing the slow but devastating decline of Western civilization and the key factors that have led to our spectacular fall over the centuries. A sobering narrative of gospel hope, this book urges its reader to greater fervency in the work of discipleship and the development of an international vision for the church. This is truly a must-read for any Christian seeking to understand the times and seasons in which we live. You can claim your hardcover copy of Epic, The Rise and Fall of the West by visiting generations.org store today. That's generations.org store. And we are back on the Generations broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you, Bill Jack as well. And friends, the 2022 elections, not good. Not good as far as anything of a Republican comeback or the pro-life issue. It was utterly devastating for the pro-life cause. As far as this was, the acid test for where the heart of the American people are on the issue of abortion. And we lost, I think, every single abortion referendum in the 2022 midterms this will go down into history as the worst election only because it betrays the heart of america after the reversal roe v wade all the u.s supreme court did bill was to turn the decision back to the people that's all they did they just said it's time for us to stop legislating for the bench we are going to turn this over to the legislatures and the voters and the voters came out and said yes we want abortion for america we want to kill babies yep I think I told you that I walked neighborhoods for a friend of mine who was running for state house, and I went to this one door, and it's an unaffiliated voter. And her first question was, "Is your candidate, uh, you know, for well, abortion or against abortion?" I said, "He's adamantly pro-life, unashamedly and abashedly pro-life." And she said, "Nope, I'm not going to vote for him." So I, I asked, "I said, so you're in favor of killing babies?" And she looked at me and nodded and smiled and put two thumbs up in the air. Uh-huh. At which yep. point, I just turned around and walked away. Yep. Yep. That's America for you. Um, now, again, there is a pro-life minority in America. But the point is, friends, the nation has turned towards killing babies. That's where our nation is today. Now, the Republican comeback, as I said, was underwhelming. Republican J.D. Vance took the U.S. Senate seat. But even that indicated something of a Democrat creep that's going into ohio uh jd vance won it by 53 47 but uh rob portman would take it by 58 37 six years ago uh also remember republicans lost a u.s senate seat in pennsylvania the democrats have the edge in georgia with the libertarian chase oliver homosexual and his votes as far as i can tell are going to uh warlock uh not to walker georgia is history my friends georgia is history when it comes to a republican majority that's the way it's looking. Now, what's going to happen in Arizona, Nevada? Seems to me those are bending towards Democrat right now. We'll see how that uh, works its way out over the next uh, couple of days or weeks. But it does appear that uh, the Democrats are retaining something of a control of the U.S. Senate. Uh, remember, they've got the uh, the vote cast on the part of the chair, that is the VP, and uh, she will no doubt uh, take the Democrat position every time. All right. So strong conservatives lost, strong leftists won in the 2022 elections. Think about some of the Trumpites. Think about, uh, uh, was it Bebert out here? Yeah. 
in uh, Colorado. Lauren She's Bobert. not doing well. Bobert. She's not doing well. She lost. She, she did lose. Okay. Yeah. So uh, strong conservatives lost in the 2022 election. Strong leftists are winning. Dozens of progressive members of Congress secured re-election as sitting lawmakers fended off Republican challenges. Progressive House candidates like Summer Lee of Pennsylvania, Greg Cesar of Texas, won their first congressional races. Some new members of the incoming Congressional Progressive Caucus, which is the lefties, set to make history as they prepare to join the House. Florida Democrat Maxwell Frost, Organized with the ACLU, has called for universal health care on the campaign trail. Uh, Becca Balint, who was endorsed by the progressive Senator Bernie Sanders, will be the first woman, the first openly LGBTQ plus politician to represent Vermont in Congress. Also, the success of Democrat John Fetterman in Pennsylvania caused celebration among progressive, the heavily socialist lefties as well. Big time. John Fetterman, perhaps one of the most liberal politicians in America today. I don't think he's been presented that way, but uh, but he presents himself on his website that way. He he considers himself the most progressive of politicians in the state of Pennsylvania, at least if you look at his campaign website. Right. So uh, you've got heavy, heavy leftists that are winning. And right now it looks like Arizona and Georgia have gone Democrat. Nevada's going Republican. Maybe that's a solid. Maybe Uh, the pink wave is slowly taking over America. I think that's really what you got to say. As you're looking at the 2022 midterms, what you're seeing is America's, Americans are going for socialism. Americans are going for more and more abortion. Yes. And the the drift towards socialism is evident in the local initiatives. For example, here in Colorado, we had on the ballot an, a proposal that we would spend more money on free free lunches for school children rather than relying on the parents having a responsibility to care for children. We're now turning children over to the state just like Jean-Jacques Rousseau wanted, just yep. like Plato yep. wanted. Yep. We are now a nation built out of Plato. Yep, yep. More socialism. And granted, friends, we've got a fair amount of socialism out of Donald Trump, probably the biggest increases in government spending, debt spending, deficit spending, quantitative easing than any president in the history of this country. And that's only been continued by President Joe Biden. The bottom line is we've got way more socialism, way more abortion happening in America, uh, at least according to the support that's coming out of the voter base and those supporting the legislatures uh, in our present elections. Uh, And the Republicans had an opportunity. They had an opportunity. They had an unpopular president, one of the most unpopular presidents in American history, a huge economic problem inflation unlike anything we've seen in 40 years that usually fires up the loyal opposition but they maybe gained 18 seats in the house maybe and nothing in the senate that's what it's looking like 18 seats in the house nothing in the senate in the past mr biden's low approval ratings and inflation stuck at 40 year highs might have augured a convincing drubbing for his party harry truman lost 55 house seats in his first midterms bill clinton lost 53 house seats barack obama lost 63 house seats and Biden may be losing about 18 seats in the House, nothing in the Senate. That's not good. That that indicates that the Republicans, the loyal opposition, aren't really showing up and not really doing much for the conservative cause anyway. Well, I don't think we have a two-party system anymore, Kevin. I think we have a one-party system because they are all feeding at the same trough and they are ignoring their base. The Republicans have ignored their base and they have chosen, as I have seen here in the state of Colorado, those who are more uh, what are called uh, Republicans in name only, rhinos, 
and they are pro-abort. They want more government spending. They're pro-marriage, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the squishiness, and you're going to see conservative voters go, I, I've had it. I'm, I'm finished with this. Where is the loyal opposition, my friends? What, what are we doing? It's not, in the, it's not in the church either. Well, it's not the, in the church. The opposition is not in the church because we're afraid we might offend somebody. Why are we losing year after year, decade after decade? Why is government now bigger than ever after Trump and Biden? Well, because Americans don't fear God. As you said, they're going for big government versus a big God. I think you put that pretty well, Bill. Why is government now bigger than ever? Because Americans don't fear God. That's the bottom line, my friends. That's the bottom line of the bottom line. Americans don't fear God. Now, why are women so liberal? Now, women voters are going liberal, much right. more so than they did in the early 1990s, by a factor of 14 to 15%. Now, again, it's not every woman liberal, but on average, they're more liberal because they look at the state for security, not to their husbands and fathers. That, I mean, that's the goal of communism, socialism. According to the Communist Manifesto, destroy the family economy, make sure women are subservient to the state, not part of a covenant family. Uh, with the transfer of the means of production into common ownership, the single family ceases to be the economic unit of society. Who said that? Frederick Engels. Say that one more time. Frederick Engels, the mastermind behind the Communist Manifesto, as well as Karl Marx. What did Frederick Engels say? With the transfer of the means of production into common ownership, the single family ceases to be the economic unit of society, which means that uh, women and children will no longer find their security within the context of the covenant family, but within the context of the socialist state. And that, my friends, is one of the major reasons why women tend to vote more liberal than men. They're trained to think this way. Now, why are we losing the pro-life vote? Women also vote pro-abortion, even more than men do. Women are registering to vote at higher rates than ever after the Dobbs decision to reverse Roe v. Wade. Since yeah. July, the total number of women registering to vote increased by 35%, with the increase for male registrations up to 9%. The most enthusiastic increase in participation occurred in Kansas, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Florida. And where do we begin to see the progress? We saw the progress in Kansas. We yep. saw it in Ohio. We saw it in Pennsylvania. This is where the women are showing up for voting, and this is where they're winning. For the last few elections, there were 4% more women voting than men. That trend's continued since 1980. In other words, there's been an increase in women voting since 1980. Uh, in the 2016-2020 elections, 13%, 15% more women voted, respectively, Democrat uh, over Republican. That compares to the 1988 presidential elections when it was 1% more women voting Republican than Democrat. In other words, back in 88, when George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush ran for president, he was getting the women vote. That's not happening anymore. Hasn't happened for the last, what, three elections. So why are women voting Democrat by a factor of 13 to 15%? Well, one in four women have had abortions. Three in four women take high-efficiency birth control and use abortifacients, which kill the babies. So 95% of women who have had abortion are, are saying it's still okay. Now, there's a 5% that have a conscience issue to the extent that they're seeking out counsel, etc. And there is that proportion of women that do repent. They do sense the, the problem, and they, they oftentimes get into post-abortive counseling and good things happen. 
Praise God, they receive the forgiveness of sin. They realize that, yes, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, including that of blood guiltiness. So praise God for that. But there's a 95% that are still stuck in this commitment to abortion and to their own abortions. This is a UC San Francisco study five years after having an abortion. Uh, over 95% of the women in the landmark study said it was the right decision for them. Now, of course, the study is biased. I get that. The point is these women are faking like it was the right thing to do because the systems keep telling them it was the right thing to do. Right, Bill? I mean, I, I still think there's a conscience involved, but there's also a suppression of conscience that is probably happening by the systems that press in on them. The media, the university systems, all the you know institutional systems are telling them it's A-OK, keep killing babies. That's Romans 1. It they, sure is. They suppress the truth. It sure is. But apparently 95% of women who were asked this question by this UC San Francisco study, uh, Advancing New Standards of Reproductive Health Study, found no evidence that women began to regret their decisions as years passed. On the contrary, women reported that both their positive and negative feelings about the abortion diminished over time. Now, again, I'm, I'm saying there's a lot of self-deception that goes on in that, but this is why they vote for killing babies, because they've killed their babies. They've been killing their babies for 30 years or longer. I ran for governor and U.S. Senate in uh, Colorado as the pro-life candidate. That was the main reason I ran because it was guys like Dr. James Dobson that were saying, you know, I'm not voting for anybody who's going to sentence an innocent baby to death. That was that was something that Dr. James Dobson and a few a few other Christian leaders were saying in the early 1990s. So here I am, 30 years of age, somewhat of a you know a idealistic young man wanting to not vote for the Republican or the Democrat. I ran as the pro-life candidate in 1994, got 4% of the vote, and elections test the hearts of the people, their priorities, their values, their commitments. And sure enough, abortion or the pro-life cause certainly is not on the radar for evangelical Christians, as, as we've said. So even the evangelical Christians aren't going to show up and vote the pro-life position First and foremost, they're looking at inflation, the economy, and other things as their priority. But elections will test the hearts of the people, and that's what's happened in the 2022 elections. Elections will test their priorities, their values, their commitments. Politics is a barometer, or better put, political leaders are a derivative or revelational of the faith and the values of a nation, and it's not looking good. Much of the purported advancement of conservative causes just sort of fizzle out the Reagan revolution, his Keynesian economic policies added huge debt to the nation. President Trump did the same thing with quantitative easing and more inflation, more deficit spending than any president, at least in a generation. I think actually probably since the founding of the nation, big government spending trend has not been reversed under President Biden. So don't look for change in politics, friends. Look for revival in the church first. We've been saying this over and over again. Repentance begins in the household of God. Look for dads and moms turning their hearts back towards God and then turning their hearts towards their children. Look for a reformation in education, how we educate our children, first and foremost, in the fear of God. And then 30 years later, we begin to see a change in politics. Bill, I just don't think we're going to reverse this thing without a reformation in education. You just can't be sending your kids off to these liberal K-12 schools and off into the universities, the blue universities, for the next you know, 28 years and expect to have any different results than what we're seeing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're reaping the whirlwind. We have, we have sown our seeds, our children, to that, and, and we're, we're seeing it. 
and and it's it's the result of uh, a Rousseauian view of education. Turn your children over to the state. The state owns the children. They pour into the children's minds, and despite parents being awakened to the woke culture, it is now too late because we have a couple of generations who've been trained to think secularly, and so they will act. They will vote the same way. So I still think our best shot is to get our kids out of the public schools and to challenge parents, thousands of parents. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of parents across America to disciple their children as they sit in the house, as they walk by the way, as they rise up, as they lie down, to to root and ground them in the principles of God's word and to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, it's hard to face the facts, and we've been doing this on this program. I know it's hard. It's hard to face the economic social, moral, spiritual downturn of a nation. That's really hard to face it. We want to paint a prettier picture of it. And and I'm just saying, it's better to start with the truth of the matter. As with the gospel, it's better to face the bad news first, accept the truth about our problem, and then we're ready to turn to God for his solution, which ultimately is the salvation that only the Lord Jesus Christ brings to us. We repent of our sins, we receive his salvation, and then we walk according to his laws. Now, if this would happen in the lives of millions across this country or in any other nation, I think we would see a change in the nation. We need a revival and a reformation in our thinking. There you go. We need to love God with all heart, soul, strength, and uh, what's... Mind. What's, oh, yeah, thank Mind. you. Mind. But we don't. Friends, I'd encourage you to epoch the rise and fall of the West because this is just more se- one more segment in the fall of Western civilization. The pink wave is just another indication that this nation and all of the Western world has already collapsed. Get the story in Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, that book available at Generations.org. It's on sale, by the way, this week at Generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.